Good evening. Welcome to a very special edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> Hopefully everybody is doing fantastic. Um, we are really only here to talk about one thing tonight, and that is making good in the JMU softball team. Um, as always, you can rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Um, we're big thanks to Mossy Creek and Pale Fire for sponsoring us. You can go by both of those shops, mention the podcast, and they'll give you something for free. Um, Rob and I are doing this a little loose tonight. Uh, we, we both had some uh, busy stuff going on lately and just wanted to make sure we got a chance to talk to you this week and talk about this game, Rob, or these couple of games or this whole series. The whole um, regional. The whole regional, the whole – and the, I, I think even the career and the program and everything else, um, it's incredible. Uh, I, I, there's nothing else to say except that was one of the all-time greatest individual performances we've ever seen. I think it's not even close, right? Oh, Megan? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she pitched 312 innings over the weekend. Right, exactly. And, and I mean, you and I are kind of I mean, we're more Woo-hoo. enthusiastic fans, but mm-hmm. I'm not the most knowledgeable softball fan. I understand that it's not the equivalent of baseball you know, and you not like she short threw 400 really. pitches in four days. That sounds like yeah. a lot. I mean, it's, it's still a lot. I mean, forget about the wear and tear in your arm. I know how it's less, but just to keep answering the bell inning after inning after inning, it's, it's just, it's insane. She played the big 10 champs. She pitched three complete games. One of those games went almost two games. <laughs> like mm-hmm. she, she essentially almost pitched four games against the big 10 champions um, on the road. And gave up two runs and managed to basically win an entire series against them by herself. Uh, and then came and oh, yeah, by the way, she hit the home run today uh, for the first run for JMU today. But went, as great as it was, I mean, there also was outstanding defensive play. Oh, I mean, my gosh. Key players po- stepped up. Yes. It was the, the story is obviously Megan Good, but this is much more about it. It's very easy and very fun to talk about how amazing she is and what a treat it's been to, to see her for you know, play four years over the past five years. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but just everything, that throw from center field today was amazing. So I have a little funny thing about that one. This, um, over the weekend, you know, this is hard, right? Can't, we talked to Coach Laporte in the preseason. And, of course, the person we forgot is Kirsten Roadcap, the catcher, who mm-hmm. made great, you know, did a great, great job tag. receiving that ball yeah. and then tagging the runner, right? Um, but it was Cambry Arnold in center field. And Arnold has been – she's the eight hitter on this team. She's the only hitter in the starting lineup, the traditional starting lineup that doesn't have a home run. She's the only true slap hitter on this team. And on Saturday in that marathon, you know, heartbreaking loss um, throughout the game, she seemed to come to the plate pretty consistent. Two or three times she came to the plate when JMU had a chance to score. In, what, in a game that I think everybody knew by the fifth inning was going to be one, one to nothing by somebody. And she, you know, you just, it's what happens, right? Your kind of le- least powerful hitter comes to the plate in those situations sometimes. And I know I was kind of like, oh, you don't want to be mad because you know she's in there for a reason. And wow. I mean, that was the reason she's clearly in there for the defensive side of the game. And what a throw. And then she ended up being involved in the second run today, you know, mm-hmm. getting on base and, and scoring the second run, I think. Um, so, and I, I did, this was such a team effort, like you said. I mean, it, it really does. I mean, it's hard not to talk about Megan when we were reminded we did the, 
JMU Mount Rushmore a couple months ago, and both of us put her easily at or near the top already. And this was, I mean, this was like the natural this weekend. I mean, this is the stuff of legends. Yeah, it really is. I mean, to, to throw that many pitches and, and to continue to do it in such high-pressure situations. Yeah. You know, so, like, even though it's not the wear and tear of a Clayton Kershaw fastball, mm-hmm. to be that kind of emotionally and mentally focused and that dialed in for so long, it's um, I, I think I'm almost more amazed from the mental aspect. I am, too. Just being able to keep going out there. And she kind there of wore po- at some point the physical. Yeah, at a certain point, I'm sure, like, for an athlete at that elite level, mm-hmm. the physical just takes care of itself. Right. But to maintain the, the mental focus on the fortitude, that's particularly impressive. Yeah, how many times did she kind of give up a hit or give up a walk or hit a batter over the course of these four games and kind of shake it off and find a way out? It was incredible. And not to be lost in all of this is Alexander and Baresh's performance on in the game after the 13-inning game. Um, yeah. When JMU in that position a couple years ago where they were kind of favored and and, and not favored, but I think it was the one where they played Kentucky and that was the favorite. And they kind of, it's just such a letdown. And you just worry, like, were they going to be able to come back that night and beat DePaul again? And the other pitcher stepped up and gave Megan the night off. And then Jamie got really fortunate, I think, with the rain out yesterday and ended up playing again today. I certainly, I didn't think Megan was going to come out to start game two today. Um, I didn't. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to um, think either. Right? Or I thought maybe she'll start and they'll just go. I didn't think she'd go the distance. The wheels fall off. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they'll have a quick hook, and she gave them no reason to pull her. But man, that that rain delay was huge. It was enormous. As a postponement. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, this is a very obvious statement, and friends were making it to us, and we were making it right back. But they seemed loose. If you saw the videos, yeah, that the softball team was posting in the rain, like it just seemed like the extra day kind of took the edge off. It, not a lot of nerves. They had to have needed a good night's sleep Big just to, to, to play with their backs against the wall Saturday night after such an emotional game in the afternoon. Yep. Um, I mean, it, and also it kind of, it changes the crowd and the whole dynamic kind of puts Michigan back on edge. Um, but what an outstanding thing. And I, I know this is not going to be a, a popular opinion, but it just, it kind of shows like as, as we can quibble over the home in a way, mm-hmm. it was a treat to see two really good teams match up. It you was. can argue about it not being fair. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, Jamie, it wasn't particularly fair to Michigan. <laughs> no, 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 These no. were two super talented teams um, that really went toe-to-toe. It was like a prize fight all weekend. Yeah. And it really, like, sometimes you get teams that either one of them could, could be arguing that they got screwed with right. good reason, but, man, it was a treat as a fan. Oh, yeah. Well, and to think about this season, right, Michigan and Jamie played four times, and Michigan scored three runs. In yeah. four games, and the first game was they were shut out by Alexander, so it mm-hmm. wasn't all you know. This weekend it happened to be Megan when they played Michigan, but yeah, I, I guarantee you the Wolverines don't ever want to see JMU softball in their anywhere on their schedule again. No, and uh, beating them at home, they hadn't lost in I think did somebody say since twenty sixteen? Yeah, home? yeah, it's it, it was awesome, and I, I, and I, just some people that like Michigan has won a national championship before. They're a big mm-hmm. time program. They've been to the World Series, yeah, they've done all that stuff. Yeah, Rob, I don't know about you. I, I have never so to everybody. We were fun, kind of texting and and uh, twittering with everybody today. I, I thought it was first of all, it was awesome to see how many JMU. You know, it was one of those things. It wasn't just like the fan community, but today it was the ex-athlete community. It's kind of cool that Megan, who's a fifth-year senior, has overlapped with so many players 
right? I, I mean, Dean Marlowe was watching the entire game this afternoon, like tweeting through tweeting through the whole time. Right. Brian yeah. Shore was on there. Current guys like Harry O'Kelly, obviously Nicky Newman all weekend. Kirby. Yeah, Kirby. Nicole, yeah. Just... just so many players, um, you know, that we've seen. That was really fun to watch um, for those of us that kind of follow all that stuff. Um, they, and like you said, I mean, they did, they, I was so, I would, I was going to say is I was so nervous. I don't know that I've been more nervous going down to the end of a JMU game in any sport than I was at the end of game two today. Um, I got, I got pretty nervous. Like I was pretty confident. I was, I was following online. I was at work. Me too. So I, I was just, following, like, yeah. I wasn't able to watch. So for, I'm not going to, you know, pretend like I was sitting nope. there watching it, but I was just following it via, you know, online and Twitter message yep. boards and everything. You're painting the picture in your head and it's not ideal, but it's still, it, it's funny how you can still get so caught up in things. I got very worried. Like I was very excited that I was like, Oh my gosh, this is kind of Michigan last at bat. This is, this could be heartbreaking. Well, that's what I like, thought. Th- I this just could want potentially this for be Megan like... so much. Like this legend is on the line. Like you don't want this to be the last thing she remembers, you know? Think back. I know. I mean, uh, it, just, it would have been absolutely just soul crushing for the fans, right? And and I don't know, like Todd, you and I uh, were kind of in a little bit of a Twitter bubble, like most people on Earth, but particularly Which start like yeah, start start for a Jane, for like start yourself a a fan blog about something that's kind of niche, and you will create a, a very <laughs> yes. bubble. But this seemed to be a little bit bigger. It seemed to mm-hmm. be more of just kind of the general student population, similar to lacrosse last year, where. People hate to say this, but like the bandwagon was has really grown over the Big past couple time. weeks for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's anything like lacrosse, it's not going to be fleeting. I think lacrosse, the bandwagon grew last year, but people stuck with that team. People followed that team. Yes, this year. softball people have been following for a while. Yeah, um, and into it. But this weekend seemed different. It seemed like there was a lot more chatter, a lot more hype, um, a lot more people who were certainly more knowledgeable than you and I are. Yeah. Uh, about the game, um, and I think okay. softball has has a group of diehard supporters they really do i mean it's really it's kind of like i'm happy for them as well that's what i was that's why i was so nervous it's because of that community and i think part of it is right we know that megan good herself a she's a fifth year player so and she was great as a freshman right Mm -hmm. and so this everybody's had time to sort of fall in love with her you know over this the time she's been at jmu but b she's a fort defiance kid you know a, a valley kid um, there's a lot Jaylen of Ford on, the on there roster. today, right? Before yeah. her was like that. I mean, there's a lot of those local kids on the roster. Um, and that, so the local community, I mean, we've seen the crowds for Jamie softball grow and grow, and it certainly is helped by the fact that they've recruited so well. Um, we'll get to the NCAA and the ESPN announcers in a second, but yeah, I'm with you. And, and I, I got to give credit, Rob, to, you know, the, the athletic department themselves, but also just the fan community, right? I mean, you know, we kind of, <laughs> we love Carol and, and we kind of joke about JMU Nation at times, but, you know, that has helped expand the reach of people paying attention to this. And I, I don't know, I mean, I don't, I'm friends with people that went to Florida and Virginia Tech and UCLA, and I don't know if they are as plugged into their Olympic sports, you know, and some of them are pretty good fans. It's really funny. Now, you, you know, the school that stands out in that regard to me is LSU. Yeah, exactly. LSU, mm-hmm. it's a, they're all encompassing fans. I mean, they support all their teams with mm-hmm. baseball and softball. Mm-hmm. I know I was getting texts and calls from my LSU friends when LSU came to JMU. JMU right. Last year. And it wasn't like, 
oh, big, it was like, hey, big game. We're coming, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, they're all in yeah. in a similar way. But, yeah, Jamie really does seem to get outstanding athletic program support, not just the marquee programs. Obviously, you know, football is a big deal and, and yeah. men's basketball and it's heyday and women's basketball. But it really is cool. And I think when you get sports like – we keep saying the word community. I think when you talk about sports like lacrosse or and softball, softball. – um, that really is a community. Like, oh, obviously, yeah. like we all played sports in high school and stuff like that, and football, basketball, those are a big deal. But I don't want to say it's like mainstream versus not. But it is. Those are headline sports. Yes. When you're a lacrosse player or a softball player mm-hmm. or a swimmer, you you kind of become very bonded to this is subculture. The right. wrong word yeah, that I'm no, looking for, no, but you know no. what I mean. Yeah. Like, and particularly with like these showcases and travel teams mm-hmm. and softball and lacrosse and things like that, it is. It's just. It's just cool. It's just different. And it's almost like people get very excited. Um, it's hockey the same way. Like, oh, yeah. People get very excited when you start to get mainstream attention because the, the people mm-hmm. who've been really bought in feel like they're showing off. They feel like it's their entire community's moment to shine. Yes. And the softball community is evident if, if you're online. Oh, yeah. Um, not just JMU, but no, all it's a big softball. deal. Yeah. And it really is a good product. It's a great product. I... Like my, my kids were watching, like, not even just the JMU games. Like, no. they were watching just random NCAA games and. Um, I, I was following online Saturday mm-hmm. during the game because I was at my youngest uh, had a little league game. Mm-hmm. And Todd, you know, I've got some very yeah. strong feelings on how, <laughs> how parents and yes. how parents ruin youth sports and everything. And the big thing in little league is that you see a lot of parents after every at bat between every inning, they walk over to the dugout and they start giving their kids instructions and like pep talks. And I'm just dead set against <laughs> this. I'm like. My kids have coaches. The coaches can do their jobs. They right. have kids, they can figure it out. It is not that important. Right. I don't need to be crazy. I broke my rule and went over the middle of the game <laughs> to see if my kid was having fun and go, hey, hey, it's going into the 11th inning. <laughs> to tell him. And so James yeah, was like, getting hey. updates. Yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome. I wasn't like, hey, man, you know, keep your eye on the ball. Yeah, no, right right. I was like, hey, Megan Good's still on the mound. <laughs> it's zero, zero. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> oh, and that's – it is great. I mean, that part of it is it, – it's ah, it's just been so fun. And we're so fortunate to have this kind of stuff at JMU. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say, Rob. I think um, it's just really, really exciting. And it's really cool what's been built at JMU in all the – across these sports. And – a couple players. I think we should we should mention a couple more players because we we haven't talked about much. We we could talk about Megan forever. I I just she's such a iconic Jubas. Yeah, such an iconic JMU yeah. figure. But yeah, Jubas. Um, you know that uh, Figueroa, the freshman off the bench, has given them mm-hmm. some really quality at bats in pinch hitting, tough pinch hitting spots. I mean, she really gave them a chance late in the game on Saturday mm-hmm. when they lost. Um, and, and like you, I was at work today, and I had kind of decided, like, I'm just going to follow online for the first game. And if we get to the second game, you know, we'll see what happens. And then they won and played really great in the first game. And I thought, well, now I'm just following online in the second game. Mm-hmm. And we were talking with Ben. I saw he was like, well, I didn't have audio on in the first game, so I'm not putting the audio on in the second game. Yeah. Um, Kate Gordon came through. I mean, the offense did wake up today. Kate Gordon hit a home run in game one today. It was great to see. Jamie just looked, like you said, I don't know what happened yesterday with the rain delay, but they looked a lot more confident and loose today, uh, which is really exciting going out to UCLA next week. Um, one player who's, you know, I, it's fair to say struggled. I don't know if struggled is the right word, but I didn't feel like Alexander kind of found her way into the game offensively too much 
in the regional. And it would really be exciting if she could kind of find her groove again next week in Los Angeles. Because I feel like when she gives that third bat to Gordon and good, third big bat, they're just really tough to beat. Not that I know oh, well, I mean, a ton I mean, about she, it, but no, but she's too good not to. She's, she's too the good player not. of the year for a reason. That's what I mean. She just, um, yeah, you know, Megan gets all the high. And look, she came and but, won the but, underrated game on Friday, Saturday night. You know, which is probably the hardest one. To the get hardest one to win. Pitcher. It's the one, and for me as a for all of us as fans, it's like, oh yeah, there's another game tonight. Like, it's a hard one. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and she and and Baresh came in at the end, but I mean, they really did a great job. So that was really cool. Just what a team win. And having, st- I, I laughed with the road cap stuff. I kept thinking she was going to win it on Saturday after we forgot to talk about her in the preseason preview. <laughs> but Rob, one other thing on softball. I, I really thought about this and I wrote something today and it sort of got some traction. You know, we have joked with the FCS selection show. You and I are diehard about this stuff. We know our CAA basketball crew forever who cries disrespect in the men's and women's, you know, basketball tournament. Um, but there is not another NCAA sport where it is as unbalanced in terms of knowledge of the, I don't know what to say, the announcer community, sort of the committee community. I can't think of anything else. I mean, this announcing on Saturday, it's just it's horrendous that they allow this where the clearly the announcers have only been given a sheet with statistics about the big, the power five team. And, and you saw this across the board. I saw there was a thing today and that's what I wrote about Harvard. One of the, it was a Harvard fan. Now look, we're not going to feel bad for the kids from Harvard, but they were complaining about the announcing treatment they got in their game against Arizona, where it was like, this team basically sucks. And yeah. that's how they were with JMU today. I mean, well, one I, of the announcers said a guy died who wasn't dead today. Yeah, like, these people were so unprepared. Well, in the Harvard situation that, that the yeah. the person referenced, I believe Harvard was winning one nothing, and they were talking about Arizona's next opponent in the Central <laughs> Regionals right, right. as a foregone conclusion. Like, yeah, they're likely going to win, and they did win. But it's, I mean, come on, just it, it's hard enough because, like I said, I. I I didn't think JMU got royally screwed with the seating. I thought it could have gone either way. Right. You know, and it's just no, two good teams. Was a, yeah. But it is so heavily favored. If, if, you're, if you're the host of the region, statistically speaking, it's JMU like, is the only team to in, advance. of 16 seeds that, to advance. And they needed a – look, I mean, they had the miraculous national player. They needed a miraculous performance from a national player of the year. You know, a three-time national player of the year candidate on the mound is the only reason JMU gets through. And yeah, it's, it's just, and it's frustrating because it's just out of like JMU. Like, I think what's frustrating is what you and I talked about before about the community of the softball community being so tight. Mm -hmm. And so in the know that I'll bet they're just as frustrated as us casual fans are in this. Oh, without a doubt. Like the hard, your LSU softball people know Megan good. Yeah. Right. They remember her from the Jalen Ford, Megan good team Mm -hmm. that played against them, you know, my friend, I mean, I've worked with, you know, softball, as you said, being such a great college product, you know, softball, other than UNCG men's basketball, my last five years at UNCG, softball is the other team that I adopted. I love the seven innings. The game is over in like 90 minutes. It's still super fun, but it's not, you know, the men's game is troubling in college baseball because of the metal bats and it just goes on forever. Mm-hmm. Like they score a hundred runs and it never ends yeah. as a fan. But um, 
but I got to think, I mean, my friends, so I happen to work with a couple of people who came from 15 to 20 years at UCLA and UCLA is another, actually weirdly like LSU for all of the jokes about UCLA basketball and football the last five or 10 years, they actually follow their Olympic sports really well, primarily because <laughs> they do really well in almost all of those particularly women's sports. Um, and yeah, it was really fun to get a bunch of texts from them today who were also paying attention to who UCLA was going to play uh, in, the, in the next round. And it's just frustrating that, I, I, look, I know, look, ESPN has 16 regionals. They have to put announcers on everything. But it just feels so lopsided, too. And, and Michigan's not even the worst. I mean, I think what was frustrating for me is Michigan's not even Pac-10 or Pac-12 or SEC. You know? no. And it's still just an assumption. Where if you've been paying attention and you're a hardcore softball fan, you know JMU is a really good team the last five years. Well, even if you're or, not, if you're just doing your job not. and you take a look at the rankings, you're like, wow, this is a consistent top 20 team. Right, um, and this team's 44 and 7, and they're ranked 14th in the country. And I absolutely I agree with everything you're saying in yeah. terms of, of the fairness aspect, but it also just seems to be counterproductive. That's if, what bothers if me. If you're showcasing a product, like, what do you want to do if you're an ESPN announcer? Forget about mm-hmm. if you're the network brass. If you're the announcer, I assume you want to raise your own profile. You raise your profile by growing the game. Well, you have an interest. Like and if, look, you, if you just make it. it, if you just make it seem like oh, it's foregone conclusion, you're basically incentivizing people to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Like oh, who cares? The big team's going to win. Like right. it just seems so dumb. And like I, as you know, I mean, I've yeah. talked about it in other podcasts. Like I played lacrosse growing up. I, right. I love lacrosse. I watch college lacrosse. One of the things about the, the lacrosse announcers, you know, Quint Kessler, people, mm-hmm. they're constantly trying to grow the game. Like people yes. didn't view it as like. Oh, it's bad when Denver came out of nowhere and became a national. It was power. great. It was great. It was like let's get Penn State this year. Right. Penn State had never won an NCAA tournament game before. They've got the highest scoring offense in the league. They just dominated the game. They're going to the Final Four. I mean, people mm-hmm. people are excited about that. It's not you know when when That's Albany a huge when Albany fan makes a run that will yeah when yeah. Albany makes a run or even right. like you know even like Robert Morris or teams in the tournament right. they don't discount them. They're like you know this is a team that can make some noise and. There's just a, a greater respect for all the opponents that you're not really seeing through no, the announcement of this tournament. Like it's, we've got a like any other fan base. Yeah, oh, we, we can, we can have, at our, we yeah, can we have, can, no, we can have thin skin. Yes, as yes Jamie we can yell about it. No I, I think Jamie fans in particular, like there's a little bit of the <laughs> little brother syndrome that right, we right. we. I'm not accusing anybody. I'm saying we putting we. myself here. Yeah, um, but I think it's completely justified in, in this case. Some of the quotes people are pulling, it's just. It's like, come on, man, do your job. Be a professional. That's the, really the thing. It's like, are you here to watch all the teams in the regional or not? You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just – and it's funny. One of the cool things – and, look, this will turn around the other way – is one of the reasons your boys like this product is because it is on ESPN at a time of year when ESPN is not, does not have a lot of other product. Yeah. Right? It happens to fall at this particular time of the year when – the NHL is completely moved away from or, you know, to their detriment somewhat, but yeah. they're totally off of ESPN or ABC products. Um, the NBA is only loosely, you know, they're only half in with ABC ESPN uh, because they have TNT doing the other half. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had the US Open this or the PGA this weekend. But I mean, this is a little bit of a lull in the calendar, right? There's yeah. not a, I mean, not a lot of people are paying attention to baseball hardcore yet. And this is always, I mean, I know one of the reasons you and I, we both kind of get into the softball tournament and the baseball tournament on the NCAAs every year because it happens to be on this time of year and it's on ESPN all day. 
Yeah. And yeah, you just like to see them keep, it's like, why not continue to grow this? So hopefully, I mean, one thing we know for sure, Rob, on the positive side, they are playing the UCLA Bruins coached by, I think Lisa Fernandez, like one of the all time Olympic heroes, Olympic heroes. Right. Yeah. Uh, One of the most storied programs in, in college softball. And they play, I noticed, the 9 p.m. ESPN game Friday night, the 8 p.m. game on one of the major, one of the big dogs Saturday night, and then they would play again Sunday afternoon if there's a game three. Uh, Megan Good will get her shot on before the audience that she deserves uh, this, this weekend, which is pretty cool. And it's also going to be really fun. I mean, looking ahead, I wish we could, you know, obviously we won't talk to Coach Laporte this week, but the three games, three days where you're actually playing a best of three series. It's pretty tantalizing when you have good and Alexander in your staff. Right. I mean, I, I know UCLA is great. They've been the number two team in the country pretty much all year, but man, I, I, I you know, I think there isn't a team in the country who'd really want, I mean, I think if you ask the UCLA coaches, they, they're not like, Oh yeah, this should be easy. Uh, it's going to be a really fun opportunity. No, there's, there's no easy out to get to no. this point. It's like any other sport. Yeah. But, um, I think this is where softball might be a little different than some of the other sports. Mm-hmm. Like women's basketball, once, as much as we like it, it, it's not as – there's not as much parity. No. no. And you still – even in the Sweet 16 run, you can get a couple lopsided things. I think you should see a lot of competition. You know, it, you still expect Oklahoma and UCLA. You know, the, the, big, the big dogs yeah. are favored for a reason, but it's not going to be like the miracle on ice – if one no, of these teams no, loses. No, that's what I was going to say. I mean, yeah. if, if you don't, I mean, I think if you ask anybody who really follows the game closely, could you see a situation where can Megan or Odyssey throw a, a one run? You know, could JMU win a game two to one where one of them throws a two hitter this weekend? Absolutely. Right. Well, and people are also forgetting, like, it was a relatively quiet weekend for the bats. It's yep. the top, it's top the top scoring of the country. in the country. Right. You know, like, you know, right. th- these were. And that's in and they kind of woke up today a little bit. They kind of did. They, they, you know, they, they actually kind of squandered some chances late to really pad the lead, um, which obviously scared the heck out of us in that bottom of the seventh. When and you know it has to be said that girl uh, Sobchak, the was she the first baseman for Michigan, the one who hit the home run in the seventh. Mm-hmm. She was really their best hitter all weekend. Um, Megan completely took out the second baseman who was their kind of number one player. She really owned her all weekend. So. You never know. I, I, I can't wait to watch this weekend. And it's going to be fun that JMU is – every time they play UCLA late night, it's going to be the, nat- the national game and the national story this weekend. Um, so if they – you know, they're two games away from the College World Series. <laughs> it's a pretty yeah, cool place to be. For that, it's, it's really cool. It's yeah. really cool. And, and it's nice to go, you know, a household name in UCLA. Um, if you're going to do it and, and make the yeah. run, it's great to kind of – Take out, take out Goliath. So oh, if you beat UCLA, you're the story coming into Oklahoma City. Yeah, right. You are the story if you if you win the game this weekend. So, yeah, or the two games that you know win the series this weekend. So, what a fun time to be a fan. Congrats to Jamie Softball. Congrats to Coach Laporte. Um, really cool stuff from like Kurt Dudley and the SID team. You know, all the people that were up there with the team this weekend. They obviously had a lot of time to kill yesterday. But what a just a fun, fun week, Rob. I don't know if you have anything else. I, I think. We'll, well, can, we, can we talk about this um, basketball court 
pseudo oh, travesty. Yes, yes, yes. So that's will be oh our overtime gosh. topic tonight. I, just, I, I mean, I guess I'll leave it up to you. Do you no. care? I, <sighs> no, I really don't. I, I don't, I, I mean, I'll like, admit, right, when I see it, when I saw the court, the way it was written, when I saw the first picture. So what if anybody doesn't know, JMU got a three and a half million dollar donation um, to what for kind of I don't know. It's it's just marketing rights on the new court. So they're going to they've had that ridiculous Duke dog court at the con. Not even on the court, on the sidelines. Yes, of the court. correct. They've had that ridiculous court with the giant Duke dogs at the convo. And when they move to the new arena next year. Uh, the new sideline advertising for three and a half million dollars is being sponsored by UVA orthopedics. And obviously it is frustrating to some fans that there is any mention of UVA uh, around JMU sports. I will say for those of us that have been fans for a long time, I'm much more used to this, right? We know that UVA orthopedics, which a UVA orthopedics is a, separate brand associated with the UVA hospital or the UVA healthcare system. That's not related to the university as a whole. I mean, it is related, but well, it is, but it's, it's not like it's, having, no, you're not having, it's like, the same the thing in North Carolina. They have UNC healthcare is everywhere in North Carolina. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is or a UVA orthopedics is who takes care of JMU student athletes. That is who they go to for injury related things for the most part. B they paid a lot of money to JMU to, to do that. I, I understand. I guess I understand a little bit the initial reaction, but the, if you've been paying attention at JMU football or basketball or softball or lacrosse or anything for the last 10 years, they've already been doing this. Like if yeah. you're outraged now, then you just haven't been, you're actually not really that engaged with this. There, the time for outrage was 10 years ago. <laughs> like, on well, I understand the initial yeah, me too. outrage, me too. 100%. Because it's like, whoa, it's but a little But the sideline like, of the basketball court is like, when you, nobody even sees that crap. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, and I'm not going to convince anybody because this is one of those things where people are heated. Yeah. And people I know right now are turning <laughs> this off, being like, I'm done, Robin Todd of the worst. Right. They're, you know, they're, they're stooges for the school and they'll back anything up. I just, it, it, like the initial, like, UVA on her basketball court. I was like, oh my gosh, well, that, that sounds bad. Me too. And then you look and you're like, mm. wait, it's UVA Health or UVA Orthopedics. I'm like, oh, the hospital? You're like, well, it's still associated with school. I'm like, yeah, but it's pretty clearly not. We're not putting like Mr. Jefferson's University no. or something. <laughs> no, no. Like, um, and, I, and then you also look like, it's $3.5 million. Like, that's, that's what, what I'm not paying. People, people are like, <laughs> oh, well, this is, this is a small time move. I'm like, well, I got news for you. It's a small time program. Right. Thank I mean, it, I wish it was bigger, but it isn't. When, yeah. And to, and this is the type of program that gets you out. And this is the type of donation that gets you out of being a small time program. This is That's the right. largest single donation to to JMU or the single sponsorship to JMU Athletics. They're getting more to put the the silly little name on the sidelines than they're getting to name the whole arena. Correct. Like from a business standpoint, it it's kind of amazing. They're getting three point five million dollars. Right. Isn't over what four years? Yep. Five years. It's two point five million dollars over ten years for Union <laughs> Bank. Like, right. I mean, if anything, like I, I would think, if you really hate UVA, <laughs> you would love that. Be like, oh my gosh, we rolled these people. Right, right, right. I think that's a like, great way of looking at I, it. You know, it's just like, oh, I, I just, I, I can't get that outrage. It's a good hospital, and you know what, guys, it's a good school. Yeah, we, we all. It's like there's such a little brother syndrome. Everybody's so bent out of shape. You know, right. I just missed UVA, and that used to get under my skin. Yeah. We're an undergrad. 
But you know what? I'm an adult now. I'm I'm not too proud to admit that back when I was a teenager, I didn't have good enough grades to get into UVA. Right. It doesn't make me a bad person. No. It doesn't make me embarrassed. No. It doesn't make me think less of people. Like, right. who cares? Like, I'm not a fan of the school. Things, right. unanswered prayers, you know? Right. Like, some of God's greatest gifts. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't recall. Rob's exactly quoting Garth. I, was... I think we're, we're yeah. really moved beyond. Yes. No, but I mean, no. like, I, I also I'm think, sure, right, like, hey, like since... most kids, Todd, yeah. if either one of us got to UVA in high school, we probably would have gone. Probably. Fair, probably. fair statement. Probably. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, I didn't get in with Jamie. It ended up being one of the best things ever happened to me. Me too. Like, me too. I'm not going to be bent out of shape or feel like some sort of perceived inadequacy because nope. UVA is on my, I just, I don't get it. And I'm not accusing anybody else of that. Well, maybe I can't imagine. Like it just, yeah, it just seems mention, kind of don't like, her. don't, don't, well, don't no. do it. All right. Oh, I don't, <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I've, I've, I've avoided that. But like, I'm not going to get that bent out of shape or feel like my school is, is doing anything no. bad or making us all look and bad. hey, Sentara, Rocky and Memorial, yeah, four million. We can change that name on the court. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. I, I mean, I, it's not that. I also think there is a little bit of I don't know, Rob. It'd be interesting to poll where the anger is coming from from the JMU fan base because I think some of the Northern Virginia DC crowd is not as aware. Like UVA Health and UVA Orthopedics are prolific throughout the state in the other parts of the state, right? Yeah. We happen to live in Northern Virginia where there's a Nova Fairfax and Stone Spring Reston and all these yeah. giant companies running this, right? But when you go to Lynchburg or Danville, where I just moved up from, right? The UVA Health is one of the few like beacons of, I don't know what to call it. Like at least there's some quality control around your, around the product you're going to buy. Oh, I'll, I'll give you a right. quick example right. of that. I played club across at JMU. Yeah. The guy who was president of our club, his mom was on some sort of state board that right. inspected and certified hospitals. Okay, yeah. And this was a long time ago, yeah. so I'm not trying to right. throw shade at, at Rockingham. Right. But she flat out told our team that we are better off, if we got injured in a game, we are better off bleeding to death, driving to UVA, <laughs> than going to Rockingham. Right. You know, like, and I think that's changed a lot in Harrisonburg oh, I th locally. I think it's a much better hospital, right? But, but like, it's a good, it's a good hospital right. system. This is nothing. It's not like they're not spreading like UVA, haha. The school none of you got into, and that's how people no, seem to be interpreting no. this. That's what I mean. It's, I, I, it's a hospital, like, and I lived in Atlanta. I went to Emory, but Emory meant different things to different people. To a lot of people in Atlanta, it was kind of just the hospital system or, or the CDC. And yeah. I know we've got friends that said down in Texas, it's you know. Baylor Hospital, like yeah, it's just not that big. This is how how healthcare works. Yeah, hospitals work. They're often tied to a university. Yeah, and it's just not that big of a deal no. to me. UNCG um, would be happy to sell to UNC Healthcare or Wake Forest Baptist Health or whoever wants to pay mm -hmm. three and a half million dollars to put their name on the Coliseum, right? <laughs> Where, like, I, I just I don't think this is that unusual. I think it's a little odd for us who do have that. You know, there's a little bit of a friendly rivalry with UVA, for better or worse. And especially for those of us up here in the DMV, it's it's a weird it, – it feels extremely weird. But I can tell you, when I drive up through Martinsville to go to JMU games, if I, if I live there, I'd feel a lot more comfortable going to the UVA health outpost down the street than a lot of other places. Yeah. You know, so, I, yeah, I'm with you. Um well, Rob, that I love that you uh, brought that up because I would have forgotten that controversy. I just, I just, 
Yeah. I, I also I really think like if you're a UVA hater, it's got to be so great to think that we're, they're spending more money to have a little scribble on the sideline. Yeah. They, they could have gotten in for a million dollars less and had the whole damn building. Yeah, I'll try to go throw a hot dog on it or spit on it at some <laughs> point for sure. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> for... It is funny. And, and, and it also just like I am excited that this is a real, real dollar amount. Uh, the dollar amount that, that we haven't seen around you over sports. The, it, it, and I heard some people really in the know talking about how it was a very important threshold. It, it kind of took them over a very important threshold in terms of what they needed financing wise. To, to really be in good shape finishing out the construction and op- feeling good about opening the arena. So, yeah, and like you said, it's, it's a marquee name in Virginia. Um, yeah. And maybe others will get on board, you know, that's, corporate donations. It's, it's big you, deal. you need somebody to write the first big check. That's right. Union bank and trust wrote a big one. They did. God bless them. Yeah. But look at this. What a year later, we've got an even bigger one. Yep. No reason to think that it, it, this won't just continue to snowball. No, so just, I understand yeah. we don't want to have UVA on the court and we don't want the V or the Sabres. And yeah. And I'm no fan of the school. Trust me, no. but it's not that big of a deal. No. Take the money, put it in the arena. Let's go win some ball. Games. Yeah. Let's go get to the tournament. Let's have some mm-hmm. good concerts there. Like yep. let's have our women's team keep dominating the CAA. Yep. And exactly. if that happens to get a little shine on TV while JMU women are winning the ninth straight CAA championship. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair trade. Yeah, Fair exactly. Trade. So Rob, um, big thanks to Brian and Colby at Mossy Creek. Big thanks to pale fire. Go by there, get your free stuff by mentioning the podcast. We will be back next week. Rob, can you imagine if we are sitting here a week from now, we do this with every sport, but if we are talking about a trip to Oklahoma city, yeah, Women's College World Series. And look, we could be talking about Jamie, right, Jamie Baseball as well, I guess. But, um, but yeah, but, hosting the tournament. Yeah, hosting weekend. the tournament. I'm actually really looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, in the tournament and hosting the CAA tournament this weekend. So they could be, you know, could be tourney bound next week too. But mm-hmm. man, um, I know my buddy Tim Emery and I talked back in January about if JMU made it to Oklahoma City, we were going. And I, I don't know that I can pull that off work-wise <laughs> right now, but it would be incredible. I did see uh, Eric Bolin, who's president of the Alumni Association this year. I kind of messed with him today about the alumni conference is, is the weekend of the College World Series for the women. I said, can you move the alumni conference to OKC? Yeah. And he was like, I'll work on that. So, it, no, it, that, that would be something to see. And I can't wait for 9 p.m. on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. So thank you, Jamie Softball, for giving us a whole another month of having fun this, this year since we didn't have lacrosse all the way. <laughs> so, Rob, I will talk to you next week. And go Dukes. <laughs>